Is common cup okay for you guys? Communion. what? Common cup okay for you guys for communion, or would you rather go? He's ringing the bell. Oh. Your mom, your last clear, Monica. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Darren, I'll wait for you to give me the signal. Yours is coming through the system. I'm hearing Monica and Bob last oh. clear. I'll wait for you to give me the signal. Believe it or not, this is not the smallest worship that I've ever done. One time I had two. Is that a, uh, a nursing home? Two little old ladies. They made it. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Chain, your announcer for this Transfiguration Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. The radio broadcast is sponsored by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. This morning, uh, today is a very unique Sunday in that the weather has prohibited us from having, I guess, what you would call a regular worship service. Um, I want to make it uh, uh, clear to everybody who is listening, uh, in case there was any confusion or anything, that we do not expect anybody to make the drive into the sanctuary this morning. Um, we are only having worship this morning for the sake of folks who are able to uh, listen to worship today either on the radio uh, or online at freistatradio.com. So first I wanted to make that especially clear. If you are home, please be safe, uh, and we look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday at our Ash Wednesday service at 7 p.m. Uh, on Ash Wednesday. We have a few announcements before we begin with our worship today. First of all, we will be closing our 2017 records at the end of this week. So please check your financial statement for any changes that may need to be made and notify the office by February the 12th, because after that date, changes cannot be made. Also, if you have not yet picked up your contribution envelopes, there are still uh, a handful of those in the back in the narthex. Uh, please pick those up as well. Uh, also, as I said, our Ash Wednesday service is this coming Sunday, I'm sorry, this coming Wednesday, February the 14th at 7 p.m., uh, the adult Bible study handouts are in the back, though we did not have 
the adult Bible class this morning because of the weather. I did put handouts for our session uh, in the back where I have usually kept them on the table. So if you would like to pick one of those up to be able to follow along with what we are doing, please do so. And then finally, this coming Saturday morning and afternoon, uh, our school, Trinity Lutheran School, will be hosting a basketball tournament. And we wanted to make sure that everybody was invited uh, to come and to see that and to be a part of that and to cheer on our White Knights uh, as we know that they will do their very best. And so with that, uh, let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, although the weather is has made things difficult for us. Uh, Lord, we ask that, uh, that you would continue to surround us with your love. Wrap all of us, Lord, in your loving arms. Send to us, Lord, an extra measure of your loving kindness, which uh, we know that you give to us and show to us each and every day. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you here and uh, wherever it is that we might be, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is number 680. The hymn is called Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise. We are going to sing verses 1 through 2. So again, that is number that, that is hymn number 680, verses 1 through 2. Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise. our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord your God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. 
Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied. Do not speak of it. And Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, but do not speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, Surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men of the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his coat, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the left and to the right and to the left. And the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Elisha replied, Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise not. And as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. Elisha saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The epistle reading is taken from 2 Corinthians, chapter 3. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it, while the radiance was fading away, but their minds were made dull. For to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Please stand. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than any one in the world could bleach them. 
There appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. They did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them. And a voice came from the cloud, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen, until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Please be seated. We sing our next hymn, the hymn of the day, hymn number 537, Beautiful Savior. Number 537.
be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning, from God our Father, and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is from the gospel lesson that was just read from Mark chapter 9, specifically verse 7. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my Son whom I love. Listen to him. So far the text for this morning. John Wayne once said, You're short on ears and long on mouth. G.K. Chesterton once said, There's a lot of difference between listening and hearing. Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The text this morning is a very interesting one. Jesus goes up onto a mountain with a few of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and there before them something amazing happens. Jesus is transfigured before them. Verse 3 says that his clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could possibly bleach them. And it wasn't over yet. Because after this happened, it says, and there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. And the disciples, especially Peter, because as it says in verse 6, he did not know what to say because they were so frightened, they, they didn't know what to do. And so Peter says, really, the first thing that comes to his mind, a seemingly well-intentioned thought. Rabbi, he says, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And then at that point, the cloud appears, and God is in the cloud. And the cloud envelops them. It covers them Completely, And a voice comes from the cloud, and God says, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. But the question is, what does it mean to listen to Jesus? Well, there are two things. First, it means to hear his words. One of the best places that we can and should hear the words of God are in Worship, and of course, we're and of course, because of the weather, we're not able to do that here this morning as we usually do. But I wanted to remind us of what the third commandment says regarding coming to his house, coming to God's house, and listening to his words. The third commandment again remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And Luther says, What does this mean? He said, we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching in his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. It is in God's house where we not only hear the word of God, but we see it and we eat it and we drink it, all for the forgiveness of our sins. What it also means to hear his words is that according to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 that God's word never comes back empty. It never comes back void. To put another way, God's word is powerful. There is never a time in which somebody will hear God's word and not be changed because of it. His word never comes back void. 
We know also, too, in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that the, that the word creates faith. Here's the Apostle Paul from Romans 10. Consequently, he writes, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. We need look no further to find out how powerful that the word of God is than to know that even hearing the message, even hearing God's word is enough to, create, to begin to create faith. We know also, too, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 13, in which Jesus calls his disciples that, again, Jesus' word is a powerful one. As Jesus went on from there, it says he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. Matthew didn't question. He didn't ask this man, Jesus, where they were going. No, all that it says is that Jesus said, follow me. Matthew got up and did just that and followed him. So what does it mean to listen to the words of Jesus? It means, first of all, to hear those words because they have power because God has commanded us to. Secondly, to listen to Jesus means to believe what Jesus says. For some reason, for us as sinful Christians, this is always the hardest part. But why? Why is it, the all, why is it always, or usually at least the hardest part, to believe what Jesus says when he says them first, because of how we are made, because, uh, because, because of the sin that lives inside of us, we have a hard time believing without seeing. This is exactly why Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen, have not seen me, and yet have believed. The second reason why is because sometimes we don't get the answers that we want in prayer. And so our faith weakens. A lot, so many of us, all of us, have become a kind of people for which we ask God, well, what have you done for me lately? I know that you answered me on this prayer, but what about this one? And you didn't answer me the last time, so perhaps you're not all that you are cracked up be. Paul says this very, very well in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, where he is talking about the kind of people that we have become. He said that then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. How often do we get tossed back and forth by those waves? How often do we get blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their ways to deceitfully scheme us in turning us away from the straight and narrow path that Jesus wants us to be on? And finally, why it's so hard for us to believe what he says. We get wrapped up in thinking 
we get wrapped up in the thinking of the, we get wrapped up in the thinking of this world and then pretty quick before we know it there is simply no more room for his words as god's people as his beloved children we need to be very careful and to watch for what we are filling our, our heads with. Whether it is the books that we read, whether it is the TV shows that we watch, whether it is the people that we choose to keep as our friends, we need to be very careful with what we fill our head with. Because if we're not careful, we will begin to slowly but surely speak as they do, to think as they do. And there will be no more room for the words of Jesus. And so what do we do? With faith, we believe. We believe because as John told his readers and hearers that all of these things, all of these things that have been written about Jesus have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that you may have life in his name. We believe because he has given us something to see, to believe. In a few moments, we will share in his very body and blood. The same body and blood that was shed on the cross is here for you today and every Sunday. Why? So that you may believe. We believe and we listen and we hear. Because as children of God, it is His voice, and His voice only, that we are drawn to. As He said in John chapter 10, My sheep listen to My voice. I know them, and they follow Me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of My hand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue with our worship this morning by reciting the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Nicene Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Father Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. Amen. Please stand as we go to our Lord in prayer.
We have a few folks that we want to pray for this morning. First of all, those who are on our health list for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Clybaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Jeannie Stoltz, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Herschel Worm, and Judy Lady. Also for Lauren Barnes, who is recovering from a fall, uh, and unfortunately in his fall broke his hip as well. Also for a birthday this week for Laura Worm, who will celebrate 80 years of life on February the 13th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we pray for the ability to listen and to believe the words of Jesus. Help us by your Spirit to believe that these are the words of eternal life. Help us to believe that these words have been written so we may believe that we have life in the name of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Hear yeah. our prayer. King of the nations, you desire, your desire is for all authority on earth to be a blessing and not a worry. Remember those trusted with civil authority here and in all places, and help them to serve with wisdom and truth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially for those who are on our help list. We pray especially, Lord, for Lauren as he recovers from a broken hip. Lord, we also pray for all those who, that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Dear Father, let them sense your presence, taste your peace, and experience healing according to your gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. Also, we pray, Lord, for Laura, who has a birthday this coming week. We thank you that you have sustained her in life to this day, and we pray that your face would shine upon her every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Jesus, you spread your banquet before us, that we might taste and see that you are good. Give to all who come to the altar this morning repentant hearts and believing hearts, that this sacrament may go only to their good. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant to us, for you are a good God. You love your whole creation. To you we give all glory and honor and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you.
with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who at his transfiguration revealed his glory to his disciples, that they might be strengthened to proclaim his cross and resurrection, and with all the faithful look forward to the glory of life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabbath, heaven and earth are full of thy Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. Now may this, your Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen.
It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio station or on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane, and we now return you to the studios of KKBL. <laughs>